0: Have you ever longed for a five-star sleeping experience right in your own bedroom? Hey, it's Bill Bennett. I want you to discover the secret to luxurious sleep with Cozy Earth's bamboo sheet set. It was endorsed as one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018. Now, please excuse the superlatives, but they're deserved. Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding is a game changer. Our bedroom now feels like a lavish retreat with Cozy Earth's comprehensive collection. It's not just sheets, folks. It's also pillows and blankets. And each night that you lie on these is a kind of regal invite into a kind of kingdom of comfort. See the superlatives? One almost feels wrapped in style every night, making each sleep a five-star experience. Mrs. Bennett, Elaine, agrees as well. The comfort of Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced bedding is, in our experience, unparalleled. It's a blend of classic charm and modern luxury. So don't just sleep. Indulge in a realm of comfort with Cozy Earth's premium bedding collection. Now here's a special treat. Cozy Earth is offering an exclusive discount for my listeners today. Get up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code Bill Bennett at CozyEarth.com. That's discount code Bill Bennett. Please come explore CozyEarth.com for the latest in betting and use the code Bill Bennett. Well, welcome and welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. A thoughtful conversation about the news of the day and address the threats to America and what's interesting going on in America. Uh, Today, I want to do some things on my mind is my attention, get Claude's comments and we welcome yours. All right, Claude, here we are. Yes, here we are. Birthday, you know whose birthday it is? Uh, Marine Corps birthday. Very good. Mm-hmm. I think it's 248 years old. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to call my son who's a Marine. and It's, you know, one of the things I learned that uh, one of the callers we had in our radio show. I said, oh, you're ex-Marine. He said, no, I'm not ex-Marine. Right. <laughs> Once a Marine. you always a Marine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Happy birthday. To the core, God knows, are we going to be using them? Uh, I don't know. We might. You know, we have, what now, something like 50 little, relative as the world goes, attacks on American facilities in the Middle East uh, by Iran, no doubt, enough to provoke, to make us pay attention, to alert us, to bring in our carriers, our submarine, and for us to strike back a little bit storage shack or something. hmm But, um, some of our guys have been injured. Been some brain damage. So somebody's going to get killed, uh, and then we'll have to figure out what we're going to do. I hope we got a plan for that already. Right. And, and I think when you strike back, you got to strike back hard.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's my worry about this feckless president, this hesitant feckless president, um, withdrawal from Afghanistan, and so on. If Iran thinks they can get away with it, Russia might think it can get away with something big, and China.
1: Mm-hmm. And China's the big worry. I mean, I, I think back to the conversation on scholars and sense, uh where I think it was sure. Victor Davis Hanson or maybe uh, Conrad Black, uh, uh, someone said that Iran is kind of a paper tiger. I mean, you know, uh, but it's not necessarily what they would be provoked to do if they could do something and get away with it. It's what would someone who's actually a threat think that they could do and get away and get away with it. And you look down the road, and that that would be China, essentially.
0: Well, yes, I, I agree with that. Except Iran might be able to make more trouble than we think. Sure. Um, they may have more capacity than we than we know, mm-hmm. because uh, they have not let us in. Right. You know, we've given them all this money and essentially tried to bribe them from you know getting nuclear capability, but they haven't allowed inspectors in. Except their own, who say everything's fine. Everything's
1: great. Everything's working. It's all good. Heat for Grandma, that's what we're doing.
0: (laughs) So, uh, you know, I I just don't trust them at all. Anyway, it's a very tricky situation. I, I was glad to see the House quickly moving to provide aid to Israel, but this has run into trouble in the Senate because they want to combine it with aid to Ukraine and um house isn't so sure i'm kind of with the house i know we need to help israel and i know we've already helped ukraine a huge amount it's not that i think ukraine's dispensable it's i want to know what the level of our supplies our you know arsenal how much has it been depleted and um you know i, I was listening to netanyahu and who is actually an old friend um I wrote an essay way back when about heroes. Um, I wrote this in the 80s, and I talked about Jonathan Netanyahu, Benjamin's brother, who was a hero at Entebbe, He was the last man st- staying as, as the hostages were freed uh, in Entebbe and got on the airplane. And He stayed, provided cover. He was killed. And um, I wrote a piece called Let's Bring Back Heroes and said this was a real hero, genuine hero. And uh, Netanyahu, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, I, I don't remember what he was at the time. He'd been head of Mossad, you know, their yeah, their yeah. intelligence group. Uh, and he was on his way up in politics. But he wanted to meet me based on this essay. So we met and uh, became uh, friends. We had him over to the house a couple of times. Wow. And um, Mrs. Bennett and I both liked this company very, very much. Uh impressive impressive guy ran into him outside the regency hotel in new york i had just been uh, jogging and uh he was coming out to get a cab we stopped we chatted he said so you're running i said yeah i'm,
1: yeah, I'm running yeah said,
0: well that's great he said you'll make a great candidate i said oh no 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 i'm jogging
1: right thought, <laughs> but <laughs> literally and he said,
0: like, oh, okay, that's fine. He said, but I think you ought to run too. It mm-hmm. was very very kind of him. He's the right guy to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Do you notice as these Israelis talk on TV men, women, government officials, military, they all say the same thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, they are unified. Right. Now, I guess one could say it's easy to be unified. When, when the know, threat is to wipe you off the look face. Look in the, of the barrel barrel of a, a gun here, yeah. I mean, they all they all want to exist. Mm-hmm. So that's why the message may be the same uh, throughout. But uh, it's very impressive, and they all seem very impressive. I mm-hmm. must say, strong and not uh, shifty. I, I guess I might as well get into it. I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, I knew there were anti-Semitism incidents, but. Boy, it didn't take long for the anti-Semitism to come out around the world. And at our colleges and universities, our prestige colleges and universities, mm-hmm. which we find out have been getting money from the Middle East, um, Qatar, other places, uh, Saudi Arabia. But the anti-Semitism has reached proportions there where, it's, where you can talk about Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always resisted talking to, taking the Hitler line. You know, as bad as Hitler, I say, stop it, you know. It's the end of an argument. But the things that are being said in some places uh, are comparable. And a large number of students, I don't think they know anything. I do know that they're products of American educational system, which is very bad, particularly when it comes to teaching our history, history of the world. Do They know about Nazi Germany.
1: I think they know also important to point out that a lot of these protests on universities started before Israel even reacted and defended it. So just the thought of it and, uh, and also even like you said to the education, everyone's talking about Palestinians. You know, let's be honest. Israel is attacking, fighting back against Hamas, not the people of Pal- not, not the Palestinians. Okay. And so, um, but there's, there's just this big, disinformation effort I'm not even sure if it's disinformation more so than they're protesting or uh, against what they've been taught or what or, or, or what they've been told um, and like I said at the university level you know all you have to do is scream oppressed oppression oppression these people are oppressed and they will automatically protest whatever you say even if the oppression is not is non-existent
0: when you talk to the Jews about this you know are you surprised at what's going on at the universities or' they'll say no uh, it's been this way for 2,000 years, and uh, it's close to the surface. It doesn't take much for it to come out. But it's truly frightening and, and ugly, and you've you seen the percentages of reports of uh, hate crimes. Jews have a disproportionate, what, two, 2.7 million Jews, something like that, uh, and um, 60% of hate crimes mm-hmm. in America. Uh, so, you know, we, this is familiar. So some of these uh, very wealthy graduates who are Jewish, and some who aren't Jewish but just care about it, are withholding their contributions to these universities. Appropriately so, and I hope they do more. And I hope people look at these universities. Is this is this a tipping point? Remember COVID when people got to look into the schools. And said, oh, wait a minute, what's going on here? What
1: are you teaching our kids?
0: So then they would just rush to homeschooling and other things? Mm-hmm. Is this a tipping point for higher ed? Will more parents say, you know, University of Pennsylvania or, you know, Yale, it's, you know, it's, it's $300,000 for years to get this? Maybe not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, you're a Jewish parent, you know, not only miseducation, maybe my kid will be lock himself in his room because right. he's afraid of being beaten
1: up. Right. Well, tipping point, who knows? Definitely, as you uh, pointed out in the last uh, episode of the show uh, with um, Conrad Back and Victor Davis Hansen, definitely a, a, a point of clarity, a moment where you know it's going to be clear where people stand and who's with who to see clearly where mm-hmm. the universities are to see clearly where oh I um, see maybe allies or opponents in the Middle East are to see where our politicians are as well on this on these issues.
0: It's one of these revealing points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. You had this vote of censure against Rashida Tlaib, um, and it passed in the House with what twelve Democrat votes. Mm-hmm mostly Jews, um, and that rarely happens. Uh, Speaker uh, Mike Johnson is doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got a couple of wins already. Uh, We'll we'll see. That's just the times. But, yes, no, you're right. One of these moments of clarity Mm -hmm. that clarifies where people are and who they are, what they believe. Uh, It's not pretty about what it reveals about Americans. And about these people in the universities, but you know, I don't think it's everyday Americans. No, I think it's the quote overeducated elite.
1: <laughs> right? I like that term, overeducated elite. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: who I think it is. Let's do this. Do a few emails on these subjects.
1: Sure. Let's jump into it with uh, Reetha. Her email is about the uh, debate and other things. Uh, she says uh, Vivek needs to do better in the next debate. Oh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm says, I think he should talk slower uh, so people can grasp exactly what he is saying. I know what he is saying, but he's so hyper that it may turn some people off. I don't think he should attack Haley uh, like he uh, does because there's no way that she can win. So he's saying, she's saying just turn your attention away from her. There's no reason to do that. Uh, some people may feel that he's not concerned with the wars and he just wants to ignore them. He really hasn't explained his foreign policy well. The question about uh, what we should do about Iran attacking our bases in Iraq. uh, Some seem to think we should uh, get tough and fight Iran. Uh, You would think Iran would love for us to uh, for uh, for getting Saddam out and letting uh, the Shias take over. The answer to the problem is not to bomb Iran and to get into war with them, but to move our military bases out of Iraq and Syria. Uh, we should just move the base out of Iraq since Iran virtually rules the country. We can't help every country in the world and be in every country. We've made a mess in Iraq, and we should leave. Take all the weapons to Israel. Don't leave them. If we always uh, think if we don't uh, get involved in other countries' messes, the world will come to an end. It is because we get involved and make a mess of things that create our enemies. Uh says, if the... <laughs> If the dummies in the federal government had made a deal with Putin from the start, we would not be in this mess. Because we are funding Ukraine, Russia has banded with China and Iran, so attacking Iran is not the way to go. Should I take a pause, or do you want me to continue with what she's saying? Go ahead. It's interesting. Nikki Haley talks a good game, uh, but uh, what she says is scary when you think about it. She thinks peace comes from being overbearing with leaders of other countries and that they should do what we say. Being overbearing and being a bully because we have a lot of weapons no. okay. is, leading, okay, is what leads nations to wanting to band together against us.
0: Well, you know, sometimes we make a mess of it, uh, and, but sometimes we don't. Um, and um, you know, sometimes it's necessary to exercise that power. Um, you know, actually, we were not making a mess of it in Afghanistan. A small number of troops, uh, 2,500 I think was the number, uh, and air cover and uh, intelligence was basically doing the job of holding back the control of the country by the Taliban. But we left it. We abandoned it. So I'm not an isolationist, but I'm also not. I mean, we'll do with Aretha, I don't think we should go everywhere. There's trouble. But, you know, Iran is attacking us now, and our response has been weaker than their actions our response should be at least equal to their actions, but um, we'll see what happens. I think they're going to escalate. Somebody's going to get killed, and then we'll have to we'll have to uh, do something more serious. Uh, and and our opening there about Ramaswamy, yes, for for public digestion, I think he probably needs to calm it down some. Um, he's very smart and he talks quickly. And I think he makes the best points. Sure. Okay. I think he's very impressive in terms of what he says needs to be done. I think he's identified the problem of the swamp and uh, what should be done in Washington. And I agree with him on a lot of what he says, but he's turning people off with the finger, waving the finger around. It was pretty tough on Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. So we don't mm-hmm. need Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a friend of Dick Cheney, so I didn't like it on those grounds. Um, but you know, I guess he's what of, of the of the five remaining. It's five, isn't it? I think it is, mm-hmm. or is it six? I don't know. Uh, I guess he's leading, or he and Nikki Haley are tied. Uh, and in Iowa, maybe 16%. Which is, you know, not bad. But none of, none of these people in, the, in this debate this past week are going anywhere. No. Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. 100%. It's a ridiculous trial in New York. And everybody says it's so ridiculous it's going to be appealed. But as I understand it, someone can straighten me out on this, uh, listener. When it gets appealed, it goes to the New York Court of Appeals. And they are elected, not appointed, and they're all Democrats. Okay. Those judges. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to reverse a Democrat judge and 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 find for for Trump. So I, uh, you know, that would mean you know he he would have to go ahead with his sentence. Maybe he can hold it off pending another appeal to the Supreme Court.
1: Right. Oh,
0: man, I don't know. It is very possible. That the Republican nominee for president will be in prison
1: when sure. he's nominated, mm-hmm. and he will have a real shot at winning the presidency. Yes, I mean honestly, he will.
0: Yes, he will. Now let's talk about let's talk about that um, polls now this week. I guess CNN, New York Times showed Trump beating Biden. Mm-hmm. Other polls didn't show that; showed him beating Biden by four to six points. This assumes. No cheating. Is that a safe assumption? I don't think so. Uh, did you see that report out of Connecticut? That video of that woman who works for the mayor of Bridgeport? Oh. And she they have video of her stuffing a ballot box. Stuffing a ballot. So they invalidated the election. It was a local election. But still, there she is doesn't look like it's the first time she's done it either.
1: <laughs> it looks like she knows exactly what. Yeah. <laughs> this was Connecticut. So I, you know, is that not going to happen this time? I don't know. I think it also comes down and I think it was on the episode with Byron York and he might have mentioned this, that it comes down to a couple hundred thousand people in about four states. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, you know, we don't want anyone cheating on elections and ballot harvesting and stuff like that or whatever. But, I mean, if it happens in California, it's not going to matter. If it happens in Maryland, okay, I me, mean, it's, it's not going to matter. But I think, uh, where it will matter, I'm not sure, you know, is, uh, those few states that
0: Georgia, um, Arizona, mm-hmm, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Yeah, there you go. Maybe Wisconsin.
1: Maybe. Yeah. So we'll see. But, I mean, like you said, it, it, it still remains. And I and, and I am a firm believer that the more former President Trump is picked on and the more he's in court and the more he's not even on the campaign trail, the more popular he'll get mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. more he'll win votes from people who just think he's being picked on. And, and by the way, life right now isn't great for a lot of people, and the world is blowing up, and it wasn't doing this a few years ago when he was in the White House. So, Well, um,
0: I said I think on the last uh, podcast uh, – you know, maybe if he goes to prison, he loses five points. Mm-hmm. A lot of people jumped on no. me and said, no, he'll pick up five.
1: And I'm with the people. Yeah, so you do. The overwhelming thought right now is that no one is buying into the, if you support Trump, you're a racist or something like that. Um, a mindset that's so, that's so old. That is so 2020. That's not the case anymore. People don't care about what someone wants to label them. Um, uh, they they know what they're experiencing. They know what they're seeing. They know what's happening in our country and in the world, and they want to vote for the best interest. And they racist? No, I'm not. Oh, you're transphobic? No, I'm not. <laughs> not at all. And 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 it's not going to persuade what I do at the ballot box. I think that President Trump can win this. Can win the presidency, jail or not. I, I, it's not going to what he's going through right now is not going to hurt him at all.
0: One of the polls I saw had uh, let's see, Hispanic vote. Like 50-46 Biden, Mm -hmm. but Trump was 46. That's a lot. Which would be huge. Mm -hmm. It also had uh, African-Americans, black Americans,
1: uh, Mm 78-20. And even then, 20 is a lot.
0: Trump Trump gets 20% of the black (laughs) vote. He's the president. Mm -hmm. Assumes no cheating. Right, yeah, right. I mean, I, look, I, I do think Republicans are, are sure as hell should be out and about, you know, doing ballot harvesting legally and getting early voting and other things and trying to get states to, you know, level up to, you know, requiring signatures, IDs, whatever. They won't be as good as the Democrats are. They just play the game better. But, you know, if there's no cheating and Republicans learn to learn the game. Maybe maybe they win.
1: And if the Democrats run President Biden again. Or Kamala Harris. A shot. Yeah, and what
0: what do you think?
1: Are they or not? Uh, see, I, at first, months ago on on the show, I figured that they would not. I thought there's no way they would run President Biden again. But I feel like we're getting kind of late in the game for them to kind of switch things up now. Right? Uh, if they were going to run someone else, it would have to happen now. But who else, who else would... Who else? Who would they go to? I mean, you know, we've talked about uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, but I don't know if he's he, if, if that would be a serious option. The only thing I could think is another retread of Hillary Clinton, and I don't know. Maybe four years out of the spotlight, is, or four plus years out of the spotlight, has helped her image. Nah. I don't know who they would go to. They have no one else to go to. Gavin Newsom.
0: Yeah, think so. Yeah, why not? They have an open primary. Yeah. So I'd have an open primary. Puts his name in. Yeah. Now, maybe my man, Cornell West, will <laughs> spoil it for him. Maybe. Anyway, we'll see. Let's go. Let's, we All got right. Another. Another. Yeah,
1: so we've got Anthony uh, from D.C. Mr. Bennett, as a wise observer of education policies over many years, how would you explain meaningful strides forward only to have potential progress undone by the next election? Case in point, Michelle uh, Reed was making enormous strides in charter school policy during her tenure at, uh, as chancellor of D.C., Public schools, 20, uh, 2007 to twenty eleven, only to have our efforts undone by the next election when the education lobby got its man. Makes one wonder about the ry- uh, the rhythm and flow of actual uh, progress, given the inherent fits and uh, fits and starts of advancement that is thwarted when unhelpful policies overturn common sense. Imagine how much farther ahead the schools in D.C. would be if sensible policies actually progressed. Instead, advancement is uh, undone by ideologues and persons. Yeah. Okay. Resources. Well, yeah.
0: look. Yeah, uh, education isn't doesn't get moved by the merits or the results. It gets moved by the power bases and the most powerful base now is the teachers unions. Uh, I know the Michelle Reese situation pretty well. D.C. She was moving, I think, things pretty well mm-hmm. accountability. She was saying, in effect, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think she was saying we will pay our top teachers 120000 a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have to be accountable. Sure. And the union turned it down. Well, we'll stay with our 70000 thank you. And no accountability. And no accountability. <laughs> no, that was, I think that was it. I think that's when that's when they wanted her gone and she wanted out. He said, okay, I mean, and this is an old thing I ran into when I was secretary. We'll pay, pay, you, pay you more, but pay for performance. Uh, and performance first, pay later. That's the problem.
1: Uh, let's see. This is from, uh, from Bill. He says, uh, Mr. Bennett, first of all, uh, I've enjoyed your podcast over the years and listened to you when you and Claude were on the radio. And Seth and uh, Chris and Dave and all those guys. I heard something sort of disturbing on the Byron York interview and thought it odd that you did not correct him. I believe Mr. York was describing pro-life individuals, and he said that they think abortion is murder. Abortion is murder, and that is a fact. God created us, and at the point of conception, we have life. And then he quoted uh, Psalm 139, verse uh, 12 uh, through 14, even the darkness is not dark to you, but the night shines like the day, for darkness is as light to you, for you formed my uh, inmost being. You knit me together in my, mo- in my mother's womb. Uh, verse 14, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and I know and I know this very well. What say you, Mr. Bennett? I would be sad if you thought otherwise.
0: Uh, I, 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 well, I don't know if you should be sad or not, but... Um... Who's that from, Bill? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I mean, abortion is, is really, first of all, political side of this abortion is really cleaning it up for the Democrats. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it is, they are taking this issue. Uh, you know, you saw the ads running in D.C., oh, man. Oh,
1: yeah, D.C. Um, and in Virginia. Oh, and it was Virginia, all – every oh, ad was every about ad, abortion, abortion, every single one, not one about everything else. That's, and that shows you how important this issue is because with everything else that's going on, that's the one thing that everybody's kind of focused on. Yeah. It's a big deal. And now uh,
0: – but, but what I'd like to ask Bill is this, the moment of conception. That's pretty much right away, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. you like know, <laughs> next day, that day, right then and there. So uh, Glenn Youngkin comes out with a 15 week policy. Ron DeSantis signs a bill for 15 weeks. Does the bill think they're signing a bill for murder? Does he think abortion, you know, that's 14 and a half weeks is murder. I think he does. Right. Do I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I think it should be rare. But uh, but to say that here, here is here is Bill criticizing a guy like DeSantis implicitly wants a 15-week ban when you've got half the country screaming 15 weeks is a violation of a woman's right. Mm-hmm. It's way too early to have a ban. Maybe they don't want any ban at all at any point. Right, and that's been the the Trump yeah. argument, you know. Well, you know, and I'm going to go even to birth. Ralph Northam in Virginia, the governor, who said, "Well, you know, the baby's born, and you make the baby comfortable while you make a decision." Mm-hmm. Well, horrible. Horrible. You can get the argument yeah. to that point. Republicans could win, but so far, Republicans have not been able to effectively answer this. And abortion is beating the crap out of them mm-hmm. uh, on in these votes, in these elections. So they need a satisfactory answer. I don't think Bill's is satisfactory politically. Right. He may be right, morally right. I understand what he's saying. But politically, that's not what you, what, you, what you say.
1: And I think Nikki Haley talked about it uh, during the debate and had a really good answer. Go ahead. Like, you know, she well, said what? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, a hundred percent, you know, um, pro-life, but at the same time in, in well, federally, we shouldn't do anything, but state by state, you're not going to pass a ban on abortion in any state, even the most conservative here in the United States. And so you have to figure out what can we do to limit it the most. And that's kind of where you start, like politically, even if individually, yes, I believe it's murder, and oh, I don't believe in it at all. You know, um, even those who don't believe in it in cases of rape and incest, uh, you know, fine. But at the same time, you're not going to be you're not going to be able to, to to implement that on a state level in any state in this country. That's not it's not doable, even though you believe that, and that's great, and and, and that's fine, you know. Even, but it's not going to it's not passable.
0: And what does it mean for an election? See, I mean, if if you have two candidates and they're even. And abortion gives the Democrats plus three or four;
1: mm-hmm. they win. And then you won't get anywhere close to to to, to fifteen week. You won't get close to that. No, that's right. And it's a, it's it's an unfortunate thing where you do. Ha- and I know people say, well, "I don't want to play politics with this," or so we can't. But unfortunately, that's that's where we live, and you do have to have some sort of political strategy to yeah. get even close to what yeah. you want. That's the way it is. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, here's another one from, uh, Dan in Minnesota. He says, uh, Bill, Joe Farkas and Brian Kennedy are your best guests relating to anything out here in the real world. And I thank you for having them on. I sent that over to them, Dan, by the way, so they could, you know, see your email. Uh, cheap hydrocarbon energy, the absolute key to our lives. Uh, He says, I'm just a dumb mechanical engineer with a minor in history designing and manufacturing highly profitable, durable goods for the last 25 years. John, and he's speaking of our friend John Hinderocker, knows my now-retired CEO. Donald Trump completely unleashed all hydrocarbon energy development, which completely neutered Russia and Iran and many other enemies. He says uh, George W. Bush did not, and now uh, his cadre are funding Trump's competitors. This is a reason uh, the Bush wing tried to impeach a solid conservative. Yeah, yeah. It goes on. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, a screwing down and tightening the, the controls on natural gas and oil at the same time, you are opening up southern border. Mm-hmm. Are two of the worst things that Biden has done. Uh, it's making Iran rich, and we we are we could be energy independent. We could also be selling clean clean oil and natural gas all around the world. But because this crazy Green New Deal stuff, Biden doesn't want to do it. Uh, yeah, no, look, um, it would change. I mean, that would be the first policy I would imagine a, a Republican president would put in place. Trump sure would. Mm-hmm. And he'd close the border. And he'd make that agreement with Mexico again about, you know, wait, wait in Mexico. Um, that's interesting, isn't it, about uh, Brian and Joel um no we got a lot of popularity for Conrad black and Victor Davis Hansen yes we do mm-hmm. uh they're better known people publicly Victor, certainly so sure. Conrad very well known outside the United States well known in Canada and the UK but but um, both pairs are, are good guests for this show and complimentary it seems to me But uh, great to hear from you, Bill. Great. Glad you like them. I do, too. Yeah. And learn from them, as I learned from Conrad and uh, Victor. Yeah. Please keep them coming. And if people want to email the
1: show, what do they do? Just email billbennettpodcast at gmail.com.
0: You're listening to The Bill Bill Bennett Show.
1: Listen, we've got skyrocketing inflation, over $33 trillion in debt. That's trillion with a T war in Ukraine, and now war in Israel. How much worse can it get under this leadership? That's why thousands of hardworking Americans are diversifying their savings with precious metals like gold and silver. I personally bought some precious metals, and I got them from the top-rated company, Gold Co. Gold Co. has helped countless Americans like you and me place over $2.5 billion in gold and silver. They're rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. They've earned over 5,000 five-star reviews. They're a seven-time Inc. 5,000 winner. And that's just a few of their accomplishments. Right now, for listeners of this show, Gold Co. is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver. That's right, $10,000 worth of silver, but only while supplies last. Go to goldco.com bill to learn more. That's goldco.com bill, G-O-L-D-C-O dot com slash bill. Diversify your savings with gold and silver before it's too late.
0: That does it for today's show, folks. To catch up on previous episodes of the show, go to thebellmanitshow.com. You can follow me on Twitter at William J. Bennett. You can like me on Facebook. Just search Bill Bennett. Feel free. Email the show. I'd love to hear from you. It's Bill Bennett, podcast at gmail.com. Please share the podcast with your family and friends. We'll catch up next week.